Welcome to the Script Bits Podcast for Wednesday, August 24th, 2022. Our bit today comes from Psalm 37, 23, which says, The steps of a good man are ordered or established by the Lord, and he delighted in his way. Well, it's Wednesday, the middle of the work week. So how are we doing, my dear brethren in Christ, at this point in time? Eh? Let's hope that with Christ surrounding us, that we are doing pretty good, catching our second wind and moving forward with faith, despite all the confusion and evil workings that currently have our world in grip. And regardless of what's happening in our lives right now, I believe it is of the utmost importance for us to believe these marvelous words promised by Brother David on God's behalf from Psalm 37, where he says, The steps of a good man are ordered or established by the Lord, and he delighted in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. <laughs> mama, mama. Now, if we don't believe that promise, what hope is there for us, then? Eh? None whatsoever. And Brother David drives home that amazing hope in Christ Jesus when he continues, I have been young and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed, that's his descendants, begging bread. He is ever or always merciful and lended, and his seed or his descendants is blessed. And that comes from Psalm 37, 25, 26. Oh, my people, how wonderful is that statement, eh? Most wonderful. And why, you ask? Because when we walk faithfully with God, it ensures the goodness of God to our families after we are gone. And who doesn't want that assurance, eh? All of us want it. But before it can happen, we must faithfully do certain things. Brother David puts it simply, but it's ever powerful in truth when he says, depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth judgment, that's justice, and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever, but the seed of the wicked he shall cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. And that comes from Psalm 37, 27 to 29. And my people, it couldn't be put any simpler or more truthfully. The Lord, as it were, bends over backwards for the righteous, while he crushes the wicked without mercy. <laughs> Why would the Lord do that, eh? Because the mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom and his tongue talketh of judgment or mercy. The law of God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide or slip. And that comes from verses 30 to 31. Whoa! What encouraging and reassuring scriptures. But then we talk about the law of God. What exactly is that? Our friends, the scholars give us a lengthy but very useful discourse on the subject. They say the law of God is the extension of God's nature and expression of God's will in his creation. 
God's law is expressed in different forms relating to different areas of his creation. The physical law of God includes the laws of nature which govern the continuous physical existence of this world. And they gave us a couple references there to Genesis 8.22 and Colossians 1.17. Meanwhile, the moral law, also called the perfect law of liberty in James 1.15, governs the material issues of life, which you can find in 2 Timothy 3.17. The social law of God affects interpersonal relationships and can be summarized by the royal law, which James talks about in chapter 2, verse 8. The spiritual law deals with a man's relationship with God. It is summarized in the first and great commandment found in Matthew 22, 37 to 38. And we all know what that is. Love the Lord with all thy heart, mind, and soul, etc., etc. As per the illustration, they say, the purpose of the law is to reveal the sovereignty of God. And they give us a reference there for Exodus 20, verse 2. That's the beginning of the chapter in the Ten Commandments. To place, it's also to place a restraint on the sinner. You can find a reference there in Psalm 68, verses 7 to 8. Also, to show the greatness and reality of sin which Paul talks about in Romans 3, 19 to 20, and to lead the sinner to Christ. And you can find something referenced to that in Galatians 3, 24. Now, the purpose of the law did not change with the gospel. When the Judaizers in Galatia sought to teach the erroneous view of the law, they failed to realize that the law has never been able to save anyone. And as per the application, they say, as Christians, we should be concerned to live decently and orderly. And they have a couple references here. First, to Genesis 2.17, a primary reference to Romans 7, 7-14, and one to Exodus 3.13. <laughs> Glory be my people. There's enough scriptures and other info there to keep us occupied for the rest of the day. And you know what? I expect us to look up those scriptures so that we can get a better understanding of God's law. And why, you ask? Because how can we live a godly life, one in tune with God's law, if we don't know and understand that law? No, I believe there's one other thing we need to further explain. That's about the Judaizers. They were a group of Jewish Christians who insisted that their co-religionists should follow the Mosaic law and that Gentile converts to Christianity must first be circumcised. They considered that the Old Testament laws were still binding on all Christians. But Bro Paul made it quite clear otherwise in his letter to the Galatians. He begins by saying in chapter 2 verse 15, we who are Jews by nature are not sinners of the Gentiles. No, that was a derogatory term used against the Gentiles who were considered synonymous with sinners since they didn't live under the Jewish law. 
a law which kept the Jews somewhat restrained in their own sinful behavior. Then, but Paul continues, knowing that a man is not justified, that's declared righteous by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. And that comes from Galatians 2, 16. Now please remember that, friends. It's not by works we are saved, but by grace through faith in Christ. And you can find where he specifies that in Ephesians 2, 8-9. And yes, we definitely ought to do good works, but those works don't mean anything when it comes to saving us from hellfire and damnation. They may bring us rewards in heaven, but they will never get us to heaven. And since we began with the awesome words of Psalm 37, it only makes sense to end with some of them too. And you know what? We can never go wrong when we follow this marvelous advice of Brother David, where he says, wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. And that's verse 34. Yes, my fellow believers, waiting patiently and expectantly on our God is one of the best things we can ever do, for he will exalt us in his own time. And for those of us who are sincerely trying to do just that, let's go home now declaring, oh yeah, we spell declaring right again today. <coughs> Excuse me there, the throat getting dry. Yes, let's go home now, declaring our Wednesday will, letting all and sundry know of our wonderful position in Christ Jesus. As one confident and sincere voice, Wednesday, 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 I'm so glad to be alive on this Wednesday. Wednesday, 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 thank God the breath of life is still flowing through me on this Wednesday. I'm halfway home. My hands are fixed securely on the plow, and I'm not turning back. I'm not looking back at the past, not focusing on what has gone before. But my eyes are fixed straight ahead, straight ahead to a glorious future with Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. And now, my fellow saints, that means we must do whatever it takes to keep on keeping on. And don't forget, that if we endure to the very end, that future with Christ will be even more glorious than we can ever ask or imagine. Mama Mia! <laughs> what an amazing life is to be had with Christ. Much love. And the postscript for today says, only in Christ can the real and true life be found. And that's the indisputable truth, my people. Only when you live for Christ and with Christ can you ever find the real life, the abundant life, the eternal life, and whatever other good life there is. Only in Christ can you find that. 
So please, let's get out there and live for Christ today. And we pray that in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.